0: you
1: Welcome to Chicago! Coming from the true Chicago sports fan cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah! Episode 53 is brought to you by 606 Media, true Chicago sports fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword Chew Chicago and use our promo code Fan 15 for 15% off your entire order. That is true fan 15 go get your official tcsf shirts now go get them as always i'm big z and i'm here with my boy the man the myth the
2: legend iraq what up, what's good z what's up ladies and gentlemen welcome in if you are a first timer or a long timer please remember to hit that subscribe button that notify button and go ahead and give us those five stars on your listening app of choice and don't five. forget You can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans slash support. Z, let me tell you a little bit about our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring, whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. Z, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech. And click on Careers to apply today.
1: Go get you a job. Go
2: get it. What's up, Z? How are you doing? How was your week? Week was
1: full of sports. How about that? Yeah. I mean, you got the uh, the Copa America. You got the UEFA uh, championship. Yeah, yeah. You, you got the the... The Cubs and the Sox, and you got uh, Team you got, USA playing. Yeah, the, it's nonstop.
2: Jam-packed jam of sports. Um, it, it was an interesting week for me personally. Yep. Yep. Um, unfortunate news. In, oh no! In my family, uh, my tia not passed away. Sorry to hear that, brother. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, when I talk about being an honorary Puerto Rican, mm-hmm, yeah, this is my tia.
1: Oh, that, I know. That's why you said it in Spanish. <laughs>
2: my 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 uh, my Wela, which is her mom, passed away a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, my my tia, you know, they welcomed us into the family when I was young. This mm. is all part of the back in the day Saban family. That's how mm. long ago I known this family um so you know i got the news thursday morning broke down had to go and 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 go to the house but uh you know we love you very much we we're gonna miss you so much um and uh you know it's it's a tough time but uh you know we'll we'll get together as a family and and we'll be stronger and and we'll just think of the good times
1: that's exactly the best thing you could do is honor her
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, This week we talk with uh, freelance writer Kat Garcia. She previously worked for both the the Milwaukee Brewers as well as the White Sox. Her work has been featured both online and in print on the Athletic, MLB.com, Chicago Sun-Times, and much, much more. She's also been a guest on 670 The Score, WBEZ Chicago, Sports Talk Live. And now she can add the TCSF podcast to her resume.
1: That's the most important one there. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. (laughs) Such a great interview with Kat. Can't wait to hear uh, from her later on in the show. Absolutely, absolutely. But
2: first, this is The Week 3 with Big
3: Z.
1: I am Big Z and you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, this week, man. This week has been crazy, man. This, This has been crazy. Congratulations. To the Tampa Bay Lightning They Yeah hockey Let's do that hockey
2: Let's do that hockey
1: They won their second Stanley Cup
2: Well their second straight Stanley Cup
1: That's exactly right Second straight Stanley, Stanley Cup um, That's going to be a lot of drinking in uh, Tampa
2: Tampa, uh, what what is going on with Tampa and LA winning all the championships? Tampa, what is going on here?
1: They won this and they, they won the Super Bowl and they, and they won the Super Bowl. And
2: they, and, they, and they won last year so that's, you know. And I mean? they almost won the World Series. That That's, true. Yeah, that's uh, true. Look, this one was never really in doubt. Tampa no. was favored by a ton and I was actually surprised that they lost game four in overtime, um, but they did come back to finish off the Canadians. <laughs> Stupid Canadians. <laughs> uh, they, and they won their second consecutive title. Tampa Bay has been sneaky good for years now. They Won it all uh, also in 2004, but they also lost to the Blackhawks in 2015. So I mean, they've been snicking around. Um, you wouldn't think of uh, Florida being a hockey hotbed, but apparently no. Tampa's got a, uh, it. It makes then. no sense. Yeah. No
1: one shows up to a baseball game there, right? In in in, in all of, the whole state of Florida. Well, it's a
2: football uh, state. The thing with baseball is that you know most of the people that live in Tampa are transplants. Are transplants, so right. they're either Cubs fans, Yankees fans, you know, uh, Boston Red Sox fans, things like that. So yep. I mean. Uh, look, uh, good for example, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> no, no, let me tell you something. Unless it's an original six team, who really cares? No, no, it doesn't really matter. No, nobody, if no. the Columbus Blue Jackets win the, the uh, Stanley Cup, who
1: first cares? Of, first of all, I hate Ohio. So, no. Who cares? Exactly. All right. Uh, moving on to a better story. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite players of all time, the uh, Mr. Messi. Say it. No. Lionel. Yeah. There they go. Yeah. yeah. Uh he led Argentina in the Copa América finals as they went out to beat Brazil one to zero. It's the first major title for Argentina in twenty-eight years. Wow. Messi spoke about the victory after the match, and he said that the happiness that I feel today cannot be described. I dreamt about this moment countless times.
2: I mean, look, we, we've kind of seen him. I'm not a huge soccer fan, so I'm not even gonna but lie. But you know who he is. I know exactly who this guy is. I mean, like it seems like he was the um always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, same and,
1: same thing with the Olympics, right. with The World Cup, so yeah. With yeah, yeah. Him
2: always following around his much better looking counterpart,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Ronaldo. So I mean, um, look, hey, congrats! This is really cool. Um, it is. I really didn't like. I, I asked you. I said, "What is the difference between this and the uh, the Euro Cup?" And you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, no, the, the, the different, different tournaments, different regions. yeah,
1: different like, tournaments. Oh, That's all that okay. is." Okay. Speaking of the Euro Cup, Italy. Yeah, just one. Just yeah, one. yeah. Right. Just uh, so they just won the 2021 European Championship after a dramatic penalty kick shootout. It was intense. It uh, was yeah against England. Um, so yeah, those conquistadors, those England uh, <laughs> wankers, y'all can go home now. Wankers. That's right. Um, so it was one-one draw at, 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 at through uh, regular time. They had to go right. to extra time, right. and then they went to shoot up Goalkeeper Gigi Oh <gasps> Whoa, two for two. Whoa. Yes. Came up with two big saves in the shootout to clinch it for Italy and was awarded a player of the tournament. Look,
2: the, this is, again, uh, I don't know a damn thing about uh, Soccer uh, Hockey or soccer. I mean, it's just. It's, <laughs> it's very same, similar. It's the same. It's just thing. different, yeah. It's just warmer in one than the other. Right. Um, but look, I mean. It, I'm I'm in it for these titles, for these tournaments, stuff yep. like that. I think it's really cool. So um, I think you were telling me that these two winners now they get uh, automatic bids. You get Olympics. a bid, right? Yeah. So Olympics coming up pretty soon too. That's another uh, really interesting yes, thing. Yes, excited. For so that. Uh, in other international news, and this is this is one that we were talking about yes earlier, earlier. Novak Djokovic takes home the men's title at Wimbledon. He beat the young Italian Matteo Berenetti. So look at uh, you. En route to his 20th major title He now tires Roger Federer And Rafael Nadal for the most Grand Slams I do not know what the hell A Grand Slam is in tennis But congrats I guess <laughs> like,
1: uh, I it's, it's the US Open Wimbledon
2: uh, uh, And that's it ladies that's and really, gentlemen I don't really know. What is third base at home Who knows but good for you guys Good I mean look <laughs> Too hey, many jokes a, a, Yeah, wait. wait, wait. Um, look uh, Hey Uh, I asked my buddy Chris, who is the hockey or not the hockey tennis uh, Mm -hmm. uh, expert in my world, uh, and and I says, look, right now you're looking at Djokovic, you're looking at Federer and Nadal. You know these three guys that have been the best players in the last twenty years. Who is the best? And and he admittedly is a huge Roger Federer fan, and he says, you know, Djokovic is going to overtake them. He. He said that one of the big differences are, that I did not know, was that probably about the time where uh, Djokovic really started turning the corner is when they uh, had dramatic changes to the courts to kind of make them more similar.
1: To make it even playing field for everybody. Correct. Yeah.
2: So your clay court and your grass court and mm, your what, turf? sand. I don't know what the hell this is like. that be turf. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, so that, that seems to be the one caveat. Um, but, look, I mean, this right now, it's one of those things like if you're not a – so, or uh, a golf fan You watch Tiger
1: Well I, there was golf yesterday
2: I didn't I'm, watch On, it, on Saturday on But so You understand my point Is that yeah. like, when these stars come out You turn the TV on yeah, well,
1: I mean the golf was actually The uh, celebrity golf
2: Oh yeah Yeah, yeah with yeah, Barkley
1: yeah, yeah. And And <laughs> yeah. And uh, all these different superstars, Aaron Rodgers is there, and all this stuff. So yeah, I it was funny.
2: I saw something about like Bar- Barkley being like 175th place out of 160 people. So
1: and people will still watch Barkley golf as bad as he is because he's that's probably like, as bad as we that's are. Why it's like a train yeah, wreck. yeah. All right. Lastly, uh, as far as uh, <laughs> this, one. this, this is this one's really this one hurt me because I saw this live. Brave star Ronald Okuna Jr. <laughs> Acuna. There you go. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Had to be carted (laughs) off the field last uh, week uh, after suffering an injury to his right leg. It's been a horrible week for uh, injuries. Uh, So pretty much he was going for a fly ball. Uh, I was going away from him, and he jumped to try to get it. When he landed, uh, he planted and pretty much blew out his ACL.
2: Yeah, he attempted to walk off the field under his own power, but he had to stop halfway through, and you could just see him writhing in pain. No, yeah, he just... He was crying. He was, I mean,
1: obviously, that, that's painful, man.
2: Yeah, they, they, it, it's one of those things. And it's whenever it's an ACL, you know, it's like a non contact and some weird injury, unless it's Kyle Schwarber getting run into by his own guy. But hey, <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he tore that sucker right up. He's going to go undergo surgery. He's uh, done for the year. He's done for the year. And, and he, so is and my f- bet. And, for, and and realistically, he's going to be out for, like, a full calendar year. With this right, year. yes, like, yes, a so, full calendar yeah. year. So there goes the money I was
1: going to win as him being the MVP.
2: Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of super, super gross <laughs> Your injuries. Your favorite. My favorite. Since we started off with the Giannis stuff last week, um, <laughs> let's talk about this. Uh, UFC lightweights Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor faced off in the next chapter of their story, and it was not pretty. Uh, McGregor beat Poirier back in 2014 by first-round TKO, and Poirier exacted his revenge this January by handling the, handing the Irishman the, his first knockout loss of his career. Last Saturday, the two lightweights fought again, and McGregor was looking okay to start the fight. He threw a couple of leg kicks out there, uh-huh. but soon enough, it was clear that McGregor was overmatched when they went to the ground game. They both managed to get up, and after they both missed a punch... Connor went to step back, and his leg turned into mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, it was clear that Connor's leg was absolutely destroyed, and that never stopped him from talking smack. Uh, while he was on the ground screaming mm-hmm. for a doctor's stoppage, Poirier had a few things to say about McGregor. So oh, did he?
4: And the winner by GKO, Dustin the Diamond, Poirier!
1: I love it. It crowds you back, I love it.
4: Yeah, makes a huge difference. Here we go. I am here with the winner, Dustin Poirier. Dustin, first of all, congratulations on a very impressive victory. You and Connor are going... Let's see what he's saying. Go get him. I will go to him as well. <laughs> he's but on the I want your thoughts on the fight because the fight was going your way. Obviously, you got him down. You landed some vicious ground and pound. And in the last seconds of the fight, in a crazy freak accident, he misses a punch and breaks his own ankle.
3: He, uh, he fractured it on one of the checks at the beginning of the fight. Then it broke on a punch, yeah, for sure. When uh-huh. I pointed at him at the beginning of the fight, that's when I checked the good kick. I bet
4: that's when it cracked. You felt it. I felt something, but, I, I mean, he's kicking me hard, you know. It makes more sense that it broke where it broke in that regard. Yeah, yeah it was probably cracked, and then just on the twist of the punch, finished, you know... Yeah. This is a very strange fight. In that the first fight, there was all this animosity. The second fight, Connor was very friendly to you. <laughs> but then leading up to this third fight, in the, the, the last few weeks, he's made things very personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can take, you know, like,
3: even the trash. Like, there's no host bar with the trash truck, right? But murder is something you don't clown around. You know, there's no yeah. coming back from that. And this guy was saying, exactly. he was going to murder me and all kinds of stuff. He was telling me, he's going to kill me tomorrow. I'm going to leave here and in a coffin. You don't talk like that to people, man. I hope this guy gets home safe to his beautiful family. You
1: Love know? it. Yeah, that's how you,
4: the that's, way the that's how you fight was going, clearly you felt like it was going in your way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it was. Uh,
3: he did hit me with a good cross, just like the last fight. I didn't see it, and he kind of clipped me. Uh, a little bit buzzed while my legs were still there. Takedown was easy. He was putting his fingers in my glove, <laughs> pulling me down to throw the up kicks. I was Cheater. trying to let Herb know that. This guy's a dirtbag, man. There we go. Very, there, round, there we go. was very
4: effective. And everybody <laughs> booing. Everybody booing.
1: Ooh, yeah. I'm so glad they, yeah, they bleeped it out.
4: Dustin, is this in any way anticlimactic?
2: All right. So, yeah, the thing that uh, Poirier say, I'm so glad that got uh, bleeped out because he basically told everyone to kiss his entire, uh, I'm going to put this delicately, chocolate starfish. So you just. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> La Estrella Negra. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, UFC president Data, Dana White did confirm that Poirier will get the next shot at recently crowned UFC lightweight champ Charles Oliveira. Uh, funny note. Oh no. Less than a year ago, YouTube star and professional boxer Jake Paul, this turd, uh, he actually <laughs> offered. <laughs> I hate that guy. He offered Conor McGregor $50 million to fight him in the boxing ring. Now, after McGregor was defeated by Poirier. In, uh, in this last fight right here The YouTube celebrity came out And he adjusted his terms And he says My new offer for Conor McGregor Is $23 uh, Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it
1: <laughs> So you can go to Walgreens And get a splint oh, God. <laughs>
2: oh, Look man uh, uh, McGregor has not really won a fight In a while Not really won a fight So I mean uh, I don't know. Him and, and Poirier are, are literally the same age. I want to say they're either thirty-two or thirty-three. Um, both very good fighters. But Conor, I feel like when he finally rose to start him, you know, I'm gonna tell you what Conor McGregor reminds me of is Kanye West. You don't okay. believe in me. You don't believe in me. You don't believe in me. Oh, now you believe in me. Oh, now I'm just a dick. Like it doesn't work that way, man. Like you still, if you're a humble dude, still be a humble dude. Don't be out here talking about I'm gonna murder your family because guess Not what? Cool. Guess what? Uh, He's been Con- choked out. He's been yeah. knocked
1: out, yeah. and now he's, his his has been broken. Yeah,
2: and 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 he it sounds like he probably did it to himself. Yeah, with them leg kicks. So look, uh, Conor, man, you, I like your your aggression. I like your attitude. I, I love that you turned yourself into a businessman, and that you you essentially came up by your bootstraps. But you got to be humble, man. You you, you got to figure it out because this ain't working for you. You got to figure out. You can't. You have to stop alienating everyone because eventually your proper number twelve is how many dollars you're gonna have left in the bank account because no one's gonna care about you anymore. It's
1: time for you to go to the WWE
2: or something. Do something. Yeah, it's time do, to go to wrestling something. where you
1: can talk smack like that.
2: And you know it really doesn't matter. All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
1: Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E Rock and Big Z. This is the Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop.
4: Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago.
0: Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome
4: to Chicago. This is welcome, Chicago. Welcome, Doors open welcome, on the left at Chicago. Welcome,
1: welcome to Chicago. Yo E, what's going on with those Bears?
2: Chicago Bears, this is not really a Bears story, but a story about a former Chicago Bears player. Uh, Edge rusher Barcavius Mingo was arrested and posted a $25,000 bond in a child sex offense case earlier this week. Uh, This news was first reported by Michael David Smith of Pro Football Talk. Uh, According to TMZ Sports, court records indicate Mingo was arrested on July 8th for indecency with a child sexual contact in Tarrant County, Texas. He posted bond the next day. If he's found guilty, Mingo could face a prison sentence of up to 20 years in the state of Texas. Uh, he spent last season with the Bears on one-year deal. He played in all 16 games. Uh, he totaled 35 tackles, two and a half sacks, and two passes defended. He signed with the Atlanta Falcons in the offseason. He was also a 2013 first-round pick and played for the Browns, the Pats, the Colts, the Hawk, Seahawks, and the Texans prior to his time with the Bears. Uh, the Falcons terminated his contract upon hearing of this news. They said after being made aware today of the allegations involving Barcavius Mingo and gathering information on the matter, the Atlanta Falcons have terminated his contract. Uh I actually read the details okay. of this. Um I'm not gonna get deep into that because of what it is. This had to do with a male family member, a friend of that male family member. He took him out shopping. They were on like some lake trip and he tried some with the, the child boy. that with the boy. Yeah. Teenagers. Um, mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've it before on the show. Don't mess with children. Yeah. Don't beat your wife yeah. or a girlfriend or your significant other and don't abuse them to animals.
2: This is a, uh, th- this is a very triple edge. I mean, there's so much to this story. Whether it comes down to the conduct, whether it comes down to um, what he was doing, Mm -hmm. the fact again, I read the details, so I know that it was with another male. You know, it it was a minor. This, I'll bring this back to shame. This comes down to shame. This is not something you should be doing with a minor at all. No. But we just had a story where it was the first. Openly gay NFL player to come out. Mm-hmm. This is gay sex with a minor. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's. But he's it's, being a predator. That's he's different. being a predator, and there's so many. That's what I'm saying. There's to me, there's so many different layers to this story. Mm-hmm. Number one, number one, first and foremost, you're, you're you're a predator. What the hell are you doing? You're trying to take advantage of some young young kids because you bought them stuff. But what I'm saying is what I'm getting down to is that. Number one This is this is not An isolated thing This is something That's happened I remember uh, When I was a kid There was something Going on in the park district No way Between an older coach And a young man I found out about Five six years later After the fact They're like Oh you remember coach So and so I'm like yeah They're Like well I'm like, What So I mean You know what I mean Like this is not An isolated thing This is something That happens mm-hmm. Unfortunately But again It comes down to A lot of different Layers in this story I hope For the young man's sake And I'm not talking about Mingo I hope for the young man's sake That um, He This doesn't affect his whole life I hope that he's able to overcome this I hope You know what I mean Yeah And I hope that You know Mingo Gets locked up Gets the help that he deserves And uh, And look man NFL's over for you bro
1: Yeah And um, They don't play that stuff in prison
2: You're gonna be playing A different type of football Hey <laughs> yo. All right man, what's going on on the west side with the Chicago Blackhawks? Uh
4: but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey.
1: The Chicago Blackhawks in late June, the Blackhawks and Duncan Keith were reportedly working on a trade that would send Keith to a team in the Pacific Northwest or Western Canada. Boo Canada. According to <laughs> <Damn> Canadians. <laughs> according to was it Elliot? That's Elliot. Yeah, Just, it's it's, it's a French, spelled wrong. A French Elliot. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Free, uh, Friedman. Yep. Uh, now it seems that the Edmonton Oilers are interested in making a deal for their defensemen. According to sportsnet.ca, the Oilers and the Hawks have been grinding away on a Keith trade for almost two weeks. Okay. It's believed that the Hawks are interested in trading Keith War defenseman Ethan Bear, or (laughs) or center Ryan uh, McLeod, 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 McLeod. Maclo- English That's English Oh it that's says English
2: Mc- It says McLeod Yeah English The one that, the thing we're speaking right now <laughs> 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 Alright
1: so The future Hall of Famer Cur- Curly has two years left On his 13 year 13 year contract 13 year contract Ooh, man, Who signed that guy uh, extent- that's, a, that's a hockey contract Yeah right, I know that's what I is. know they do 7 to 10 years Yep uh, He signed with the Hawks In 2009 Yep Keith was drafted in 2002 by the Blackhawks in the second round of the NHL draft That has played all 16 years of his NHL career with the Hawks. He won three Stanley Cups and added a Norris Trophy and a Con Smith Trophy to his name.
2: Smythe. Conn Smythe. Come on, bro. Smith.
1: That's <laughs> it's Smith. Is it English or is it Canadian? Smythe, what are we doing here?
2: S-M-Y-T-H-E. That's Smythe with the E. That's Smithy.
1: Keith's 1192 games ranked second in franchise history behind Stan the Grand Makita who has played 1394 games. Keith and Brent Seabrook are the first are the first pair of defensemen to play 1000 games together. Yeah. In 2010, 2014, Keith also won the Olympic gold medals for Team Canada, Boo Canada. That's <laughs> for our listeners who are from Canada.
2: Blame Canada. Um <laughs> look uh we, we kind of know what's going on with the the guys that really helped um, the Blackhawks move into this century, um, helped us realize the dreams of all Blackhawks fans when we were waiting for so long mm-hmm. for that title, and then to go out there and win three with some of the best players of all time. Um, you know, we talk about Kaner being, you know, probably the best American-born player of all time. So, Keith, damn Canadian. Uh, I, look. Keith has been a gangster, gangster for the Blackhawks for a long time. Duncan Keith has no teeth. He got his teeth knocked out. I mean, mm-hmm. look, this is one of the best. I mean, he's, he's he's a first battle hall of famer. What can you say about this dude? You want him to be able to get another opportunity in the league uh, instead of kind of being on this stagnant team that's not really going anywhere right now. So right. Um, hopefully for for the Blackhawks sake and for Keith's sake, he finds a good uh, situation for him where he can be successful for a little bit longer in the league. And the Blackhawks get back a couple of players that they can use. Right, right. All right, what's going on on the other side of the building?
1: Oh, boy, the Chicago Bulls. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of related, Chicago Bulls uh, news: The U.S. national team, the U.S. men's national basketball team was stunned. (laughs) Stunned. Oh, no. Oh, no. 90 to 87 by Nigeria last Saturday night. They should have won that game. The U.S. had lost 11 games before Saturday in major international play, the Olympics and World Cups mostly. Since NBA players began filling the American rosters for the first dream team in 1992. So it's been a while. Been a while. Yeah. None of those losses came against a team from Africa.
2: It's been a while. Um, Yeah. I mean, look. The Americans had gone 39 and 0 in their last 3 Olympic seasons including pre-Olympic exhibitions which is what this was. Uh, they won all those gold medals and and they have been 54 and 2 in major exhibitions since NBA players began playing for USA basketball. Uh, they'd also beat Nigeria by a combined 127 points in their last meetings. Uh, yeah. Uh, back in the 2012 uh, London Games, and then another warm-up for the 2016 Rio Games. Uh, Nigeria also lost to the U.S. in the uh, 2012 Olympics by 83 points and lost again to the Americans four years later in an exhibition by 44 points. So, basically... uh,
1: So, is this a reflection of the roster, or is this a reflection of effort? What's this a reflection of? Is is the Nigerians getting
2: better? So, Nigeria is coached by Mike Brown, uh-huh. former NBA coach, I think uh, NBA head coach. He's still been coaching. I want to say he's been on the Cavs, he was the Lakers. He's been with a few different teams. I right. want to say he was on the bench for the, uh, the Clips, too. What this reflects is better international play. NBA players going home to play for their own countries And some of the biggest stars not being on this team LeBron is not on this team Harden is not on this team Westbrook is not on this team You got Durant, you got uh, Jason Tatum You got a few guys on this team Mm -hmm. But you don't have these like the best in the NBA players Who are American That's part of it Number two, again International play is getting way better Like I I said before One of my most anticipated moments of the Olympics Is going out there and watching Luka play Okay. So you're seeing a lot of these international teams bring back their NBA superstars mm-hmm. and play well.
1: It's making a huge difference apparently. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. I guess I guess we'll talk about the Chicago
1: Yes, the Chicago Fire, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the other team there plays on the pitch, yes. Oh, brother. Yes. You see, you learned that word from uh, yeah, from that show yeah, you yeah, watch. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, the Chicago Fire on a two-game winning streak, scoring three goals in both matches. I think they've been expired by all this cup play going on. <laughs> and that's all I got for the Chicago Fire.
2: Yeah, because that's all they got. They're not giving you much anyway. So no, they're
1: not. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with three up and three down after a word from our sponsor
2: this is chicago doors open on the left at chicago Chicago. we all know that 2020 was no joke and with an ever-changing world climate many people are looking for a new opportunity guys are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member let me tell you a little about our friends at acsi acsi is a certified rcn business agent they provide the same rcn services with a personalized touch Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you will be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out ACSI.tech and click on careers to get started. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers.
0: for 15 15, 15, 15 15 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code truefan15 for 15% off of your entire order.
2: Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yep. It is time to touch bases with our baseball teams. This is three up and three down. I
4: think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three,
2: strike, drop.
1: Yo, what's up with your Cubbies?
4: Go, Cubs, go. Go, Cubs, go. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are gone.
2: Not a damn thing is up with these Cubs. What is wrong with you, bro? Okay, let me tell you something. This is. Uh, I don't even want to talk about the Cubs. It is so boring. It makes me want to sleep. Uh, I, I guess they did a few things. Uh, they had a couple of transactions. Brad Wick. Wick
0: excommunicated. Cool.
2: Brad Wick. <laughs> you stop. First of all. First of all, the law firm of Wick and Wick uh, in the Cubs bullpen is is in full effect. Um, Brad Wick was placed on the ten day injured list with a, an irregular heartbeat. That's always oh, scary. Wow. That that's kind of a, a yeah. freaky thing. Um, they did activate Ryan to it from the ten day list. Okay, um, and they also called up uh, Kyle Ryan. Um, who cares? Uh, they're terrible. They finally snapped their losing streak. Why? And Why? <laughs> and, well, they, they should have kept it going. So let me tell you something funny about that. Every morning on my way to work, I will put on um, uh, cap and uh, hoodie and, and cap and hoodie. Right? Mm-hmm. They. Did this whole thing? I, I I snuck into the boss's office and I stole these tickets. And if the Cubs lose another one to make it twelve in a row, I'm gonna give away Cubs Sox tickets. Okay. So the Cubs go out the next day and screw over their fans again <laughs> and win the game. So then they they postponed it. I think they gave away one set of tickets, but whatever. Look, they they snapped they snapped the losing streak. They. Went on to like w- lose the next game after that and right. they beat up on the Cardinals a bit and blah blah blah. Nobody cares. Uh, look, um, talk- I- I'm done. I'm done. You're, ch- you're I'm done? checked out. Look, you're checked out. Yeah. L- let me tell you something. Um, I got soccer to watch, but it- I've never said it in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, you got the all star game, I got the White Sox. I'm worried about what the Bulls are gonna do. Um, I'm wondering, really, like, I'm in depth. Research and, and ready for or Bears football. What's going on with Justin Fields? Where are they going to play? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I, I just I'm very bleh. like okay. I feel like, I feel that like Cubs season Cubs season for me is over. So you're waiting
1: for the tread deadline to see what the Cubs do.
2: What kind of players they get back? I'm waiting for training camp to start so I can start watching the Bears again. Um, look even even Kyle Hendricks mm-hmm. Kyle Hendricks who has been great. Did not make an all make the All Star game. Uh, he picked up his eleventh win and mm-hmm. he tied the MLB lead when uh, a couple days ago when the Cubs just absolutely beat the crap out of the Cardinals. And it just it's not even exciting anymore.
1: It's not. And uh, that loss, that last loss, uh, um, your catcher Wilson Contreras was on the uh, media podium and uh, they was asked about the loss. He's like, he's he's like the team is not putting effort. He's like, I'm here to win. The team's not putting effort. And what it sounds like is that the team is checked out.
2: Yeah, it's it's a shame, too, because like I was saying at the beginning of the season, this is essentially the last Hurrah. chance. Mm-hmm. It's the last chance for romance with this crew. Um, and I, I really I don't know what's going to happen with, with Chris Bryant, most of all. That's the player right now that I think is definitely going to have to be the one to go. Um, I, I
1: Your closer is going to.
2: Kimbrough's going to go. One of the big things that, that we were talking about towards the beginning of the season was what player would you sign? Would it be Javi Baez or would it be Chris Bryant? Well, Javi Baez is still playing like Javi. He's very erratic. He's mm-hmm. all over the place. Right. Defense is always going to be great, but, you know, his bat is always going to be questionable. It's sometimes he plays like he's, you know, hitting a beach ball and sometimes he, he plays like he's hitting the, the ball with, like a, with a tennis racket with no net, mm-hmm. just straight through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I have no idea. Uh, how the season's going to end, but I have a very big suspicion that KB is not going to make it on this roster to the end of the season. Um Contreras, another question mark. I think um, they keep I've, Contreras. I've even heard Rizzo. I've yeah. even I've even yeah. heard Rizzo. You know, and and that would be definitely like if you're gonna sit there and try to do the the trade and sign guy, that would Rizzo would be that guy. But I mean, I'm just very you know and and it it's it sucks because we finally got Cubs baseball back uh where you can actually go and and we're finally getting to the point where you can really enjoy wrigley field for all its glory because it's now finished
1: yeah
2: and i'm just like
1: eh. so it's now it's open season for tourists to go in and enjoy a a ball game
2: and that's great and that's one of the biggest charms you know i i, I was saying before i says i i think um People take for granted Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Cubs fans, we do because it's just we don't I don't think we always appreciate this. This is the history of the, the Wrigley Field. Older uh, Cubs fans may, but the younger ones, they just really don't don't understand what this is. So not at all. Look, it, it, I, I'm glad that we're able to go back to the games. I'm glad that uh, families can go out there and enjoy Wrigley and the surrounding areas. And all well, the, now we can, all the we can go to a Cubs game.
1: Let me go to a Cubs game. It'll be cheaper.
2: Yeah. All, all the drunks will be out there all night. So, I mean. You know at some point we we join them but hey during the game we want to see the actual game that's right all right man what's going on on the south side
0: white Sox, white socks go go white socks let's go 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 white
1: socks Socks have another all star. Oh man, El Senor Tim Anderson. <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't have enough Cubans, you gotta make this guy Cuban, too. That's right, he's Cuban by association. Cuban me, that's right. Anderson and Kansas City second baseman Whit Merrifield uh, were voted in by the players. They replaced the uh, cheating Houston Astros, <laughs> infielders Jose Altuve and Carlos. Carrera. Oh, man. Yeah, no, Carlos Correa. Uh, both had been withdrawn from the Midsummer Classic. Could it be because they can't cheat? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Uh, speaking of cheating, the Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge hit a home run against the Astros last week and openly mocked Jose Atuve during his home run trot. He grabbed his jersey the same way Atuve did a couple years back, but he was like closing it like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, just uh-huh. like that. So you I- can't see the wire? No. <laughs> and you know what happened on the next game? Altuve walks off the Yankees and then comes to home plate and his teammates rip off his jersey. <laughs> this little man is naked. Oh, Th- that should man. be against the law, man. We don't we can't say the M word anymore.
2: Little people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, let me here's the thing. Uh, this is a family show. And the thing I really wanted to say, I'm not going to say. No, 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 no. no.
1: That, nope. that's, that's for your other show.
2: No, no, no. Just, <laughs> no, let me tell you. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to do it.
1: No, don't do it. <laughs> I don't have enough censorship for that. I... <laughs> All right, the White Sox going to the all-star break with an eight-game lead in the standings. This gives the Sox a lot of breathing room. Good. Allowing them to not to make moves out of panic. The yep. Sox will make a couple moves. Uh, They definitely need another another bullpen arm and an infielder. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that are are, are necessary. Catcher is up and down because we, you know, we got the kid up here. We'll see what he can do. But if you you can find a catcher for cheap,
2: who who was that catcher that y'all got uh, let go that went to the Mets? Um, McCann? Yeah. That'd be nice right now. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be real nice. Uh, we've heard of guys like Eduardo Escobar and Adam Frazier from the Diamondbacks and Pirates, yep. respectively. Uh, names that's so obvious would be uh, Ian Kennedy, a reliever from the Texas Rangers. Okay, um, you don't have to pay a lot for him. He's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, he would give the White Sox more flexibility in the bullpen, so you can move arms around into into slots, so they right. can be like, okay, I know when I'm pitching.
2: Well, that, and that's that was the one thing that you know we thought the Cubs had, mm-hmm. uh, and it just kind of fell apart.
1: Yeah. Another name could be a Marlins outfielder, Adam Duvall. Okay, uh, he crushes right-handed pitching. He has 14 home runs at an OPS of 804 against right-handed pitching.
2: Well, the thing is, too, is that you know you have to remember you're you're talking about they don't have to make moves out of panic, which is absolutely true, right? Because you got guys like uh, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, which one? Position. Sheets. Uh, the, uh, oh. Sheets. You got Sheets over here with his big giant dome. Um, he looks he, he looks like a college football mascot, um, but he's out there. He's he's, he's swinging. Um, you know, you you have all your young guys yeah, on this Sheeds, team:
1: Burger, Vaughn, all killing it right now.
2: Milkshake, all of them. Uh, it's <laughs> great, and and I I will stress over and over and over again. That when you have a guy like Eloy, and you have a guy like Lou Bob, mm-hmm. who you expect to come back uh, um, by the end of the season to help you out. Right. Free, free agents. Yeah. For free. Here's free. Free, 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 free. Free, 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 free. <laughs> Speaking of Spider-Man, uh,
1: Eloy Jimenez is back, baby. Oh, yes. man. In his first game back with Wisdom Single he went two for four with a home run. And uh, TLR was asked about him. Yeah, I, that, I can't say embarrassment anymore because he's, you know, doing a good job. So Total
2: request live.
1: Total request live. He said, help is on the way. Okay, hey, uh, here's August my 1st. question. He'll be here August 1st.
2: When you rehab in baseball, yes. is there any chance you have to climb a rope ladder?
1: I hope not. <laughs> because- I hope not. I mean, they, these teams aren't boofos. <laughs> It's like North Carolina, South Carolina, so you don't know.
2: Hey, look, uh, I'm, I'm, I'll be more than happy to see Eloy come back. Like I said, my my baseball team is just pissing down their legs, so I, I'll be happy to kind of back another Chicago team. I pay attention to it anyway because I have to. Yes, sir. So I mean, it's it's. The last hope of the city when it comes to baseball. Yeah, I I, I feel like when you do get to the Crosstown Classic, that's that, it. I was gonna go with that. Yep, that they're definitely gonna raise their level of play. They, you know, if
1: you have those players, well, yeah, because it's an yeah, August. but that doesn't
2: matter because we've seen we've seen like nobody's on the White Sox come up and beat the Cubs when yeah. they when the Cubs were better. Right, you know what I mean. So it, it, it's just about getting up for the game. It's just like what we expect. Uh, when the Bears play the Packers, no matter who's on the team, we expect them to right. come up to the uh, – it doesn't always happen. Now, let me tell you something. Speaking oh, of watching – Oh, no. Speaking of watching Chicago White Sox baseball, mm-hmm. post game with Chuck Garfine, yes. usually who you see up there is your boy. Ozzie, Ozzie and right. Frank, yeah. Okay. They've been trotting out Gordon Beckham.
1: Oh, yeah, he, he's he's a bench player. He comes in when the, when the two guys need a day off.
2: You couldn't describe him any better. Every time I see Gordon Beckham, because the thing is, is that you see him, he's sitting like directly in the middle of that gigantic sofa, yeah. looking awkward as hell. You know what he reminds me of is like your buddy in the next cubicle over brought his kid to work, but he's got to go to a meeting. Could you take Gordon with you for a second? <laughs> so, 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 so our boy Chuck,
1: yeah, drags poor, him out there, and he's poor like, poor Chuck.
2: Yeah, kid, go have a seat. I need somebody out here. And then you just kind of see him looking like I feel like Gordon Beckham is like like a uh, like the, this uh, what is it the dog in in up with squirrel
1: oh.
4: squirrel squirrel squirrel
2: every time you just see his like head dart darting back and forth and like the little fluff of hair on top of his head just floating <laughs> floating around.
1: That's because he's following the red the red uh, <laughs> light from the cameras when they switch <laughs> over, man. Is that a laser? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: oh man, too many jokes there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a pause for the cause and hear a word from our sponsors.
5: I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out.
2: Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It is a pleasure to introduce this week's guest. She is a freelance journalist based in Chicago. She's covered Major League Baseball since 2014 and previously had season contract credentials with the Chicago White Sox and the Milwaukee Brewers. Her work has been featured both online and in print on the AthleticMLB.com Chicago Sun Times Fangraphs baseball perspectives fan cited wls am the rock river times yahoo sports and much much more she's been a guest on 670 the score wbez chicago sports talk live sports feed and now the true chicago sports fan podcast ladies right. and gentlemen welcome in today's guest Cat garcia <laughs> Welcome, welcome.
5: Thanks for having me. Wow, that's a pretty long list. I didn't realize that's a... Kudos
2: to you. Absolutely. That's that's, that's the good stuff, you know?
5: Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: All right. We're going to get right into it now. I know that you were a reporter for both the White Sox and the Brewers, so I think I might know the answer (laughs) to this one, but we got to ask, Cubs or White Sox?
5: Oh, White Sox. You can put it on the board! Yes, yes but, you know, I always yes. say I knew it, I knew it. Yeah, I mean obviously that's that's gonna be my answer. Like that's it. But I mean I do have a special affinity for the Cubs. I mean uh, I worked for them for four years. Okay. They gave me a World Series ring. So I, um yeah, so but my team is always the White Sox.
2: There we go. There
1: we go. There we go.
2: Wait, I won't hold it against you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's because you
1: want to look at that cub drink, That's why. <laughs> All right. Tell us how you got started in the industry.
5: Yeah. I mean, it was pretty simple, I guess. I just, I didn't start watching baseball until later. I was 15 when I started watching. Okay. Um, and I, it just clicked. And I was kind of at a crossroads. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was thinking of being a teacher. Like my mom was. But then I was like, I, I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> um, I, I really don't. And then my mom subscribed me to Sports Illustrated. Uh-huh. And I started uh-huh. reading Rick Riley's column when it was in the back, Life of Riley. Um, and that really gave me some perspective on what being like a columnist was. Okay. And then I started reading Tom Verducci's cover stories. Oh, yes. wow. Um, That's
0: good. Uh-huh.
5: And I was like... Wait, this guy's job is like cool. I was like, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've kind of just been working towards that ever since. So that was what almost 16 years ago.
1: Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Uh what's your favorite part of being a freelance journalist? Do you prefer being freelance or being a reporter for a specific publication or team?
5: I think being freelance is it's really fun and it's rewarding because you can do a lot of different things. You can cover a lot of different teams, um, even you know non-baseball stuff that I have started covering a little bit more now. Um, being with one team is very fun. but as a baseball person, you know, on, on a whole scale, I would see some things happening like in other clubhouses and I'd be like, wow, it'd be really cool to write a story about that. But knowing mm-hmm. that I was pretty much tied to one team, it was hard to branch out mm-hmm. and uh, I missed that. So that is one aspect of freelancing that I do really enjoy.
2: So, you know, we're talking a little bit about your uh, your escape from sports. What other topics do you like to write about? You know, is there any topics that you prefer not to write about?
5: Um. Honestly, not really, because the things that I hit on are usually politics or things that are involved in politics, you know, politically adjacent topics mm-hmm. um, and government. Those are pretty much the only other things that I've branched out to so far. Um, current events, that kind of stuff.
2: what's what would you say was is like your your favorite and your least favorite topic that you've already uh, written about so far?
5: I think, wow, my favorite got to be like some of the features that i did when i was with the athletic and i got to Mm -hmm. do some cool stories about freddie peralta and just that incredible brewers run you know i was there when gio gonzalez entered the fold (laughs) um (laughs) yeah yeah um so i think that having those experiences at that time in that clubhouse was just really really impactful um i don't prefer doing stories on baseball from before my time okay specifically like you know like 80s and 90s baseball things like that because i don't feel it's my place and i don't feel as enthusiastic and passionate about it because i'm right. not i'm looking at it from a very like uh textual way like i'm looking at just i'm not experiencing it right so i don't right. feel like no that's my strong suit you're like a third party. right exactly right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, I'm probably in the same boat as you. Is I didn't start watching baseball till I was, you know, a teenager. Um, I had no interest in baseball whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And the whole Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire thing were really the things that, that pulled drew you me in. in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, absolutely.
1: I, I was, for me, it was going to my first White Sox game uh, when I was seven. My dad took me, and it was, like, old Comiskey. It's yeah. final year. And, you know, we did the uh, whole barbecue thing, you know, yeah, the yeah. $40, you, you know, all you Yeah, eat. You know, And I was like, this is awesome. I can eat anything <laughs> I want. He's like, yes, anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> and he just sat down, you know, with his friends and eating and drinking beer. um, And then just to experience that old ballpark and just, right. you can just feel the history. And yeah. that's what drew me in. So I can see where baseball yeah. what drew you in with, with the uh, home run derby, Of course. Yeah. Of course. Well that, the, that the and then chase. Then,
2: and then you know, just being around Wrigley, man. Like being yes. around Wrigley is just a magical thing. I don't care what they do on well, the outside. The we inside. were a mile away. That's why. Yeah.
5: Well, that that's part of yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I when I worked there, I still look back on it, and I'm like, I am the luckiest person. Yeah. I ate, slept, sometimes changed there. <laughs> like I lived there
4: mm-hmm.
5: for four summers of my whole life you yeah. know and it was like I feel so lucky I would see tourists like stopping on the corner to look at the marquee and right. I remember this one time this guy's had his kid and he was like look at this we're finally here yeah. and like you know it was a big oh, yeah. deal and I was like wow I come here every day I get paid to come here that is so like it put it into perspective for me a lot being around all the tourists and stuff all the time No,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it, it definitely does that. it just Like when you're doing something, you're so close to it, kind of like the forest and the trees, right? You know, you're in the middle of the forest, you don't see all the trees.
2: I I think sometimes, uh, you know, as a cubs fan we know we know the history of our building and we love it but i i do think that sometimes we take it for granted that Mm we have one of the most amazing and historic uh baseball stadiums to to watch our team play in and and i think sometimes that gets lost on people especially with all the improvements that they've done around the stadium um the the things that they've done in the stadium Mm -hmm. and I, i think they've done a really good job of Keeping the classic, but adding some new touches. And that's a really important thing for that, for Wrigley Field.
1: I, I, I agree with you. And me, who, who's actually been to both Wrigley and the Fenway, has seen yeah. the before and the after. Yeah. yeah. And I can tell you from experience, they've done it right. Right. Absolutely. This Absolutely. is the White Sox fan saying they've done it right. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Cat. We got a little distracted there. So if you were to go, like, talk to yourself, like when you first started, what do you wish you had known when you started your career?
5: Um, just to be a little more careful and observant and, Mm. um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to, to pinpoint that kind of stuff until you've actually experienced it and made your missteps and things like that, Mm. um, to, to see that. But I think that going back now, knowing that I would have been like, you know, just be a little more aware. Not everybody is your friend, (laughs) not, you know, the, you, uh, you as much as you want to share your personal experiences with some, you know, and like have a relationship with these guys and these coaches and stuff, you really have to let that kind of come naturally. And I think Mm -hmm. that was the part that was lost on me being in the Brewers Clubhouse for only six months is I was starting to get there. I was starting to feel more accepted. I was more of a familiar face. I was Mm -hmm. trusted a little bit more. And then, you know, that ended. Um, So I think just, yeah, being a little bit more careful and and on guard and being patient, which I was, but it wasn't always easy. So, you know,
2: let's let's dig a little bit deeper into that. You know, what what you know, are you kind of it sounds like something happened between uh, you and the brewers or a relationship there?
5: Oh, no, no. It was nothing specific that had happened with the brewers. It's just, you know, you learn things when you get older and workplace situations Mm -hmm. and. Kind of, I think for me, because I'm such a friendly person and I like to make new friends and have people around, I always assumed, and I did this in so many of my work environments, that we, that everyone was also friends. And Mm -hmm. I sometimes think that maybe I crossed that divide a little bit too much with, you know, I, not that I trusted people too much or anything like that. I don't want to say anything like negative, but just being, you know, it was my first time being in a clubhouse, being in that kind of situation, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it's hard to know these things and to be vigilant in the ways that you need to until you you're in that situation, you know? Okay. Um, so yeah, I think it's just You really have to kind of mute that baseball person that's in you when you're in those situations okay and that's kind of hard for people who really do enjoy the sport but i think finding that divide is very very important and it it matters so
2: you know one thing that we actually talked about last week was there was a feud essentially between um, yes. maria taylor and rachel nichols about you know essentially not having enough essentially what it really came down to was just not enough slots for the reporters and yep. they kind of you know rachel nichols is pushing back like hey you know I, i'm in I've my earned a spot, right you know i earned this spot don't try to shoehorn her in and unfortunately um you know i i, I think it, it might have been taken out of context we don't know the true you know meaning behind it or whatever but and it was also behind the closed doors so you know following that that concept of that idea, you know, what advice would you give someone that wanted to pursue a career similar to yours specifically being a female in this industry?
5: I think that people do need to realize as a whole in journalism is just that it's becoming almost like professional baseball, right? Like they got rid of the minor leagues Mm -hmm. pretty much essentially. And it's, it's harder than it even was before to get in Mm -hmm. and not everyone's going to make it. And I think that you know, it's you. You really can't get discouraged, and you just kind of have to stay. You know, you have to wear your failures and and go back out there every day, kind of again like the like, like the game of baseball. Yep, yep, you know, um, and to not expect everything to just be happy, dandy, wonderful. Like you're not going to just roll into a job as a beat writer. Some people do, and that's great for them. Yeah. Um. But it doesn't happen for everyone, and like you said, especially with women the market is getting a little bit more, um, you know, people are vying for more diversity. Mm -hmm, And so that everyone has to be a little bit more on their game, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're, we're enemies or, or have to have that sort of situation that you're seeing in that Nichols Taylor um, feud. Right. Uh, That's where you kind of have to stop and say, you know what, being, a don't want to say good person, but um, having a little bit more scruples, Is where you kind of have to draw the line there You You know, you can't (laughs) let yourself get catty I
2: I think specifically in that situation You know, it it is frustrating and And it's hard to Really break down What the intent was Between what was said right? Because I do agree with the idea That, you know Make more roles for these people, right? You have to more roles.
1: They're two great female reporters, right. and they're, you're making them fight for one spot, right? Exactly. All you have to do is make another spot, and the issue is over.
2: Or you know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, how about get rid of one, one of these old white guys and put one of them in the spot instead? I mean, you know, we've been dominating the the field for so long. Well, how long did it take for
1: Doris Burke from being absolutely. a reporter to not actually being, you know, calling games? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are some of the best resources that have helped you along the way? So, like, who's helped you? What what helped you? Your biggest influences? Yeah,
5: I think, you know, it really was Tom Verducci and Rick Riley back in the day. Those were the the two that kind of set my sails. And even though, you know, we've seen sort of the demise of Rick Riley or whatever you want to call it in, yeah. in sports, um, those were pivotal pivotal people in my life and i actually got to tell tom verducci about that and he i remember when i told him like he was the reason that i got into this he's like i'm so sorry that i inspired (laughs) you to get involved in this mess um and i was like no no it's exactly how i wanted it to be like when you list off my resume there i'm like wow i guess i am a pretty accomplished you know absolutely but um so yeah it was them and then just Honestly, being around so many people when I worked at the ballpark, I got to see so many reporters and make, you know, connections with them and people like Sahad of Sharma yeah. that I would see every day and uh, James Began. They really helped me when I first started and um, they kind of like held my hand a little bit and they were my editors also. So that mm, was kind of mm. but they took it a little more to take me under their wing. Um, you know, Scott Merkin, Merkin has been yeah. there with me nice. since the beginning. Like he's, he's OG, um, <laughs> Lawrence Holmes, Lawrence has been there. He's seen me through a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, I was just on with him on his podcast on house of L. Um, so yeah, there's some really good white Sox people that have been there for me. And also just the Cubs people that I know from, you know, the other side of having worked with them, um, every day at the ballpark.
2: No, that's fantastic. Well, like she
1: already took the question out of my out of my mouth there. You know? well, <laughs> I was like, so who's really cool? And you're like,
2: oh, they la 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 There's a lot. Of, it sounds like there's just a lot of different people throughout the industry, and 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 I, I would say like especially for someone you know a, a crew like us who mm-hmm. are really just trying to find our footing in what we're doing, um, it's encouraging to know or to hear your story when it it comes to you know different people who have been doing it for for a long time. Uh, encouraging and giving you advice and how to you know build your career and, and just just have someone in your corner. that means a lot yeah, it helps it you really navigate, does. yeah, it especially it really
1: does. I mean, I'm pretty sure like it's it's kind of scary when you first started and you and then you have people saying, no, let me let me hold your hand and walk you through this path. this is how you do it so you don't make the same mistakes I did.
2: right. Uh, yeah, hundred percent
5: right. It's interesting though, because there has to be a line there. I mean, some people you have to make some mistakes, no matter how much right. people tell you, like, don't do this. It's just gonna happen. Right. So it's what? it's more being there for guidance it's and almost, just it's almost like lightly being, steering you. You know,
2: like a, a parent to your career. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm
5: gonna let you make your yeah. mistakes.
2: When you fall down, I'm gonna wait. If you're if you're cut or bleeding, then I might come pick you up. But otherwise, you better figure out how to get up off the ground. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so let me let me ask you this because this is an interesting question. I like to ask a lot of people, and it really kind of gets down to uh, what you want at heart. All right. So if I could remove all barriers and constraints, what project would you do? And would you want to be known for only that project?
5: Hmm, That's an interesting one. I feel like for such a heavy question, I would have to like think of a project that I wanted (laughs) to do, but I think just having the ability to freely write, the way and like research and and put together stories the way I want to without having to worry about, you know, is this going to get picked up somewhere? Mm. Is, you know, is this interesting enough to other people? Even though I know it would be marketable, maybe, you know, a website or a publication wouldn't necessarily find it marketable enough to publish like that kind of stuff, which is kind of why I started branching out and writing on my Medium page, Um, just doing my own stuff because and that's just in my free time because um, that's kind of how i'm making that that sort of situation that you proposed happen right. in a way
2: in your own project you're in charge right.
5: right right yeah so what what is the
1: best compliment you've ever received
5: Um, honestly, like whenever I listen to Lawrence Holmes, talk about me, like before the (laughs) podcast starts or whatever, I'm like, wow, you're so amazing. Like he, he tells me that I'm one of the coolest people he knows Mm because I have all these great stories and stuff. I'm like, wow, that's so awesome. And, um, just, just people, I think it's more like consider the source in that situation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter like specifically what the person is saying. It's who's saying it, you know, like. Rick Hahn. Rick Khan has given me so much encouragement and he's been so gracious. He's another person I should have mentioned when you asked me that question a while ago. (laughs) Who's helped you out. Um, You know, so when he says something to me or or says something encouraging or pays attention, it really resonates with me a little bit more than if just some reader or something like that, you know, had said it or someone who just started following my work. Right. Um, So, yeah, I would say that it's more not what they say but who says it no that so,
2: totally makes sense so you know you're over here talking about all these great stories i mean why don't you tell us one of your favorite stories from your time with the white Sox?
5: oh let me see okay so there was this one time when Yolmer was still with us um on the club
1: great guy fun yeah fun. he
5: was oh my god in the clubhouse he was so fun i know everyone says that but i'm i'm trying to stress that he Literally had you bellyache laughing every day in the clubhouse with something. And he would even come up to you he'd be like, why are you so quiet? Why are you so quiet today? And like, you know, he would always try and put a smile on your face. And I remember this one time he brought in this gigantic boom box. It was like it had neon lights on it. It was a Bluetooth boombox, And he, would, he was carrying it around the clubhouse. Like it's just comically large. And he was playing some music that he wanted to uh, play in the clubhouse and he was just walking around with it. He brought it on the field for batting practice. And it was just so great. Like those are the little things you get to see or like Carlos Rodan riding in on his little like scooter thing, you know, that he brought from home and just seeing those little interactions with the players are, are just so fun. That's fantastic. That's
1: awesome. You get to see the human side of the, of yes. the players, not just yes. the cart, the baseball card.
5: Right. Yeah. Uh, if I were to,
1: Ask your mom or your dad what you do for a living. How would they describe that?
5: That's interesting. Um, <laughs> my dad <laughs> is... Always is,
2: interesting.
5: He doesn't... Like, he's um, very Mexican. Doesn't use computers laptops phones okay. any of that stuff like he's barely on facebook so for him it's hard for him to understand what i do because everything i do is pretty much on the internet right mm-hmm. like i got to show him my when i was published in the sun times that was cool yeah. i got to show him that but like otherwise and he doesn't listen to podcasts or anything like that so he kind of just goes off what i tell him that i do but mm-hmm. i feel like he doesn't have any visual conception of it he also doesn't care about sports yeah at all oh wow <laughs> so like <laughs> Yeah, so it's just so weird. So I feel like he would just—he calls me um, a writer. That's just what he calls me. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: She now, she's, I, uh, I, writes about about sports. She's a sports broadcaster. There you go. <laughs> One of those things is what comes up. I, um, told- my mom, I I don't know because she actually passed right when I was starting like the first thing I publish and so she didn't get to see but I know she would be like she's a baseball journalist she'd be like one of those <laughs> annoying I'd have to be like mom I can't take you anywhere Yeah, like, she's, t- she's so, telling everybody in the that.
1: grocery store like the lady next Literally door in the meat department that, because my daughter does that this would be
5: right, turn right. on the tv turn on the tv my daughter's on I could just hear her now <laughs> like fantastic. oh my god
2: no, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. My, my uh, 85-year-old Jamaican dad who lives in Florida now, um, he heard about, uh, you know, I've talked about it a long time, but he heard about the podcast uh, mm-hmm. Third Party through one of my cousins who lives in Philly. Wow. Who... Has no interest in Chicago sports, but somehow me. And then I had a whole—I kid you not—hour and a half conversation with my pops, and we hung up. And then about ten minutes later, he called me back. He's like, "Oh yeah, also, a uh, uh, good job on the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, pops. Thanks for listening.
5: Right. That's definitely something like my dad would have done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let let me ask you this: What's something that people seem to misunderstand about you?
5: Um, I think my the my honesty bluntness my personality I think it can be misconstrued easily but Mm. if you get to know me you know that I just that's just who I am you know I'm not I think that not I mean it sounds weird when anyone says this like about themselves but I think that I'm just very fair and honest and Mm. in, in my opinion I think I'm fair and honest and i just think that sometimes it doesn't always sit well with some people and that's fine you know um but i don't i think that if you actually talk to me or get to know me you'll see that i'm not necessarily like crabby or (laughs) you know rude or and i am antisocial, but i i make time for the people that i like so um yeah i can just be i think when you first meet me i can be a lot
2: (laughs) You know, the the funny thing is, is that I always tell people, I says, hey, people don't like it when you tell them the truth. No, they don't. People hate it. Because Mm -hmm. if it's not what I already thought I knew, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely wrong. So, I mean, I I completely, I completely get that because I am exactly the same way. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Yes, you are. All right. (laughs) If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked that I didn't?
5: Hmm one thing i always think is interesting is a lot of people think like oh what is your background like education wise like Mm. how did you get into this and i didn't go to school for journalism so like i you know i have no ties to it whatsoever i've done all of this completely independently and i used to think that that mattered a lot um because i just i think all of society had this idea that we're kind of growing out of that you really can't do your job well unless you have a degree yeah. a diploma that says that you went to school to do this and i started realizing as i got older that that's not true right um and that a lot of institutions are still going to require stuff like that but i think that especially in journalism because people are realizing that you can't go to school to be a journalist and then be broke mm-hmm. um <laughs> that that you're not going to to see that as often anymore it's not really a requirement at a lot of places you mm-hmm.
1: know right all right so we got a couple of minutes left here. What do the White Sox need to do Uh-oh. in this next couple of weeks before the trading deadline?
5: So uh, it's interesting. I feel like that's been changing day to day. Agreed. And I was thinking, you know, before – just yesterday or the day before, I guess, I was thinking that, you know, the trade market should be at least explored and looked at and we should start laying out some things that maybe we would like to see, like just for us to discuss amongst baseball Twitter, like mm-hmm. not like we're taking these suggestions to Rick or anything. But now, <laughs> you know, I, I think that the the seed has sort of been planted that maybe that's not the way that the trade deadline is going to go because of um, Eloy and his rehab starting earlier than I think a lot of us anticipated. I mean, I don't Definitely. even think any of us anticipated for him to be in a game, you know, even if it's, what is he in Winston-Salem right now? Yeah, he was in Winston-Salem
1: and um, he went two for four with a home run.
5: He, yeah, he did. I don't think any of us thought that that was going to be on the agenda this, I mean, it's still July. It's not yep. even the middle of July right. yet. So I think that that drastically changes where they're going to go. And also just seeing where they're at with Luis Robert's yes. um, rehab. hmm Uh, how confident are we that Yasmani Grandal is going to play again? I know that the doctors have said that they're very confident, but that sounds a little far fetched to me.
1: Funny enough, his, the doctor that that, uh, operated on my hip did his, did the knee. And and I can tell you, Ah. yeah, Dr. Shane knows amazing at what he does, but a catcher puts a lot of stress on that knee Uh and that's going to take a lot of rehab. And that's going to take a lot of reps to get used to bending that knee and squatting for such a long period of time. I do not expect that. And Yasmani's them-
5: yeah. older now. Yes. yes. You know he's he's not Sebby Zavala. No, no, he's you not know? a
1: spring chicken anymore.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I
1: think so. Uh,
5: I think that it's interesting. I'm not sure where the the whole thing with the trade market could go now. You know.
2: You know, one of the things that I, I saw a lot of some people talking about recently was possible, possibly trading for a guy like Yadier Molina, who is, towards the end of his career, is very well known by La Russa. And the question is, is that do the Cardinals want to trade him to give him a chance to go play with La Russa and possibly win a World Series this year? Or what else could be possibly available for them? Because... I agree with you guys completely. I don't think Grandal is really going to be truly 100% no. ready and they're hurting at the position.
1: Well, we'll see what Zobi does. I mean, uh-huh. You know, again, Telly, these, tell these tell young kids have been stepping up. Telly Savalas? Yeah,
2: stop it.
1: Stop, <laughs> it, stop <laughs> hey, it. Hey, no, no, I, I don't know.
2: It. I thought that was that was a a funny thing, but no, when we talk about Eloy a little bit in the, in the free agent market cat, you know, one of the main things that I've been saying the whole year mm-hmm. is, you know, Eloy coming back healthy is essentially a free, free agent signing. You know what I mean? Or a trade that you didn't have to give anything up for at, at this point. At least, you know, we already get the Quintana thing on, but you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> and then Lou Bob, Lou, what's going to happen with Lou Bob. So All I right. mean, like having a, a couple of these guys come back that you uh, thought were going to be there for you for the whole season. You know is it would be huge for them to come back halfway through the year
5: yeah i mean i don't that's just that team's going to be so incredibly stacked but mm-hmm. the thing is then maybe i mean they want to make deals knowing that they're going to be stacked but i don't think that they would really not to use the word stack a bunch of times but i don't think they'd stack the deck like that mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. hey sometimes you got to go all in sometimes and i mean and that, that's what the cubs did
1: I, well that's what you could do at ihop you get you get the big stack <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kat, before we let you go, tell us where our fans can find your articles and how they can find you on social media.
5: Yeah, I mean, right now I kind of made an easy resource for all of it. Just go to my website, com. And then for Twitter, that's pretty much my only social media. So at the baseball girl, just how it sounds. I try to keep it simple. There you go. <laughs> there, you go. <laughs> there you
1: go. There you go. Once again, thanks for being part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Kat Garcia. <clears throat> and we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E Rock and Big Z. Yeah, it's that time again, brother. Uh Oh, you know what time it is? Oh boy, it's time for stirring the pot. (laughs) All right, brother. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go right into it, man.
2: Uh huh.
1: Summer foods, cherries, yay or nay?
2: Cherries, you—that's the—is cherries really summer food? It is. Yeah, it's a summer food. Um. Oh. To be fair, to be fair, my next door neighbor, uh, Ramon and his family, they have a cherry tree outside, and uh, right in front of our yard. Mm-hmm. Now, last year we were able to go up there and get all those delicious cherries. That's a yay, delicious cherries <laughs> out of that that tree and i think part of it was because of covid we're all just staying home all the time this year i feel like i saw the cherries bloom once and completely forgot about them so i didn't i got a little bit um but last year we got a ton so i'm i'm good to go with the cherries i'm I'm gonna go for a yay
1: yeah so fresh cherries is a yay yeah no man get your dirty stained red cherry butt out of here man those are
2: nasty where are you getting your cherries from Let's leave that one alone. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to go any further than no, that because that's going to be uh, yeah. popped. What about well, oh wow. Wow. Hey, you know what I really want? Do you remember Wildwood Soda from Jewel back in the day? Oh god, that diabetes in a can. Well, that, it was that that one and uh um it was like all these had another brand and it was like Sweet Valley something. Yes, Sweet Valley, yeah. But they had a black black cherry cherry. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Hey, you know what I remember when I was a kid was uh, there was a brand and it's still around but it's not as much. It was called Faygo, F A Y G O. Yeah, it's still around. And uh, we used to have we used to go fishing at this uh, place in Indiana. And when I was a kid, this is when they used to come back in the glass bottles. If, if anyone was wondering how old I actually am. Uh, yeah, so the the pop came in these uh, glass bottles, mm. but they literally, I kid you not, had about 15 different flavors. And it was all like random fruit flavors, lime, lemon, lime, and then, um, you know, you got sour apple, you had cherry, black cherry, peach, all, like all these. Flavors. They had
1: flavors that the regular regular products didn't have. Right, right, right. So, so, so that could, was their niche, yeah. Right,
2: so you could buy that diabetes in a can. <laughs> in a bottle, in a yeah, case. In a bottle, yeah, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> all right, man, before we go... What you looking at What are you watching That isn't sports So
1: I Opened up The Peacock app I said Peacock Yeah I I just want to clarify that You know Because you know We just talked about Cherries Yeah Um, And uh, I found myself uh, Watching Yellowstone What in the world is that It is a uh, Montana Rancher Drama Yeehaw It's pretty good It's Kevin Costner
2: Okay I mean, I, I watched The Ranch on Netflix, so I don't need to watch any more ranching shows. <laughs> the, I mean, that was funny. That was like the 70s shows part two. No, I, The Ranch was actually pretty good. Yeah, the it stuff was. That, we dealt, that they dealt with yeah. the stuff that they had to go through. i I'm, I'm, right now it's my I'm going to bed, put on a show, and that's where. So I, you know what I mean? Like I'll watch two episodes and then wake up the next morning and be like three seasons forward. <laughs> yeah, you I, like, yeah, yeah, you keep doing I it.
1: You keep doing it. Yeah. What are you watching, brother?
2: I finally. No way. Finally, tell me
1: about it. Watch
2: Ted Lasso. Oh, finally, finally, and, and soccer, it's and soccer. soccer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. good timing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but so the issue was was that um I am not an Apple guy no, at you're all. Not. No, you're not. Um, I don't like them the Fisher Price ass phones. I don't like them. It's like look, yeah, <laughs> it's too, it's too weird. So be, none of my stuff. <laughs> In the man cave is Apple at all, so my Xbox and my Google TV and all that stony Google TV couldn't pick up any Apple shows. They finally put the Apple app Mm -hmm. on Xbox. Okay, so I fired it up, um, watched Ted Lasso. Really, really good. A little bit different than what I was expecting. Um, Just being an SNL fan, knowing Jason Sudeikis' work, Mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna be a little bit more silly. But he he's doing a great job in that role. Um, so yeah, I'm waiting for the second season to come out. I think like this month or whatever it is. I also also started watching the morning show.
1: Oh boy, talk about opening Pandora's box there.
2: Whoa! Yeah. Wow.
1: Steve Carell kills it.
2: Wow. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, all I could see is Matt Lauer. <laughs> that's yeah, that, whole, that's what it's based on. Matt Lauer, uh, Harvey. I, my wife walked in. And I says, "This is is this all about Matt Lauer with the with the little buzzer and yeah. all that?" Like it was wild. It was. Yeah. It's just so so much stuff going on. A couple of predictable moments where right. I'm like, "Yep." couple of times where they got me completely so i mean look it, it was really cool uh to finally get on that apple tv um i started i went back and watched a couple more episodes of doom patrol as well thank you so it's starting to make a little bit more sense yes, it is. i am uh, way behind on so many shows and my like i said before my problem is i'll sit down watch three episodes and then never watch it ever again yep i swear within the last week there was another show that i started watching and i completely forgot what it was already
1: and you still haven't finished more walk empire
2: yeah, It's a whole show. Uh, <laughs> look, there was a movie that I watched, too. Okay. Midnight Run. You ever heard of this movie? I never knew about this movie. Is it a new movie? So this is movie oh, from is like about HBO? 1988, 89. And, it, and, it, and it's just, yeah, they just released it again. It's in the rotation on HBO. And it is um, Robert De Niro and, and Charles Grodin. Oh, and wow. De Niro Chevy plays... Chevy Chase. Uh, yeah. Uh, De Niro plays like a a Bales Bondsman or a... Um, Dog, a bounty hunter, and oh. he's going to get Groden, and then it's there. They have to get him from New York to LA or whatever. It, it was it was just way better than I was expecting, um, and it, it was entertaining to see him in a in an eighties movie role, like a like an Axel uh, Fowley type of role. And, and it was actually it was actually pretty cool, very cool. interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I got a question for you though. What's up, Black Widow? Black Widow just came out. Is that something you're going to go see? Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait till
1: it's on the Disney. Okay. you know i i could i, I, I during my time off right now you know when i'm doing housework whatever I'll, I'll throw out at disney and, I'll, and i'm watching the movies in order yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in in sequential order not the, the, not the movies released. they now. don't
2: they don't have the hulk they don't have the hulk because that's a sony thing yeah so they're missing parts i tried to do it i tried to do it off the disney plus f yeah. they didn't they were missing parts of the hulk or whatever it is because yeah. well, there's been like
1: three different hulks
2: well this is you know the mark ruffalo Version or whatever it is, but yeah, Yeah, it's it's on Amazon. Yeah, so I mean, there there was a few things that were missing there. I I like seeing the big uh, Avengers and Star Wars and stuff like that in the theater. I probably won't be able to see this one when it's still in the theater. Although with the theaters just opening up again, they might leave it there for like you know until December or whatever. But one of the things that I'm hearing Mm -hmm. from Marvel fans, from comic fans, from nerds all over the world that uh, (laughs) love the Marvel franchise Mm -hmm. is that. Well, Black Black Widow sucks. Why?
1: Why? I feel like every time—is it because they're not being true to the character or the comic or
3: no? I, I'm it's a, I'm something gonna you, it's another reason.
2: I'm gonna t- tell you what it is. Is because every time you have any franchise that's male dominated, all the nerds come out, and, and, and because if you if you feature a female player, a female superhero, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, well, you you guys. It's not the real thing. Why? Why? Oh, let me tell you something. The new Ghostbusters movie with the female cast was completely and totally endorsed by the original cast. Yes, it was. Every single one of them was either involved or featured in the movie. Somehow, someway, Harold Ramis even made an appearance with, I think, a bust or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernie Hudson, every Dan Aykroyd, everybody had their part in, this, in in the second Ghostbusters. You can't have women, Ghostbusters. Why what? not? Why? Because they're men. What are you doing? It's not the original. First of all, let me explain something to you folks. It's not that great. Rewatch it. it even, even if it's not that great, you can recreate something and the other one still exists. Yes. You're not tearing that down. You're not erasing that from existence and replacing it with this. Just don't That's watch it. That's not how it works, you dumb son. Look, man. Look. Look. I think it's time to go. I'm done. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm gonna go and watch Ghostbusters. Oh, boy. All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Shout out to today's guest, Kat Garcia. Check out her work on her website, bycatgarcia.com. That's B-Y-C-A-T-G-A-R-C-I-A.com. And also follow her on Twitter at The Baseball Girl. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to GritClothingCode.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. And don't forget to check out our new friends over at acsi.tech. Check out their career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal. The new episodes of the All Net podcast are available every other Monday. Check them out right now for the best analysis of the NBA Finals, which, hey, It's now Suns and four. It's got you know Suns and four. Hey, hey, they play tonight. The the next game. I'm calling it right now before it happens. Suns and four. Whoa! Don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio podcast now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal Throw MC, and Words talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill spit. Go check them out right now. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to Panic for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your Moleman merch and gear. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter. That's at TrueCHIFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us. DM us your ideas for Stirring the Pot, your that's movie right, recommendations, right. all the good stuff, your sports questions. We love it. You can also reach us on our email at sportsfans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode 54. Until then, be good to each other. For love of sports. Next time, Big Z. Go, go, catch it. Next time.
0: A few moments later.
2: You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy.
1: Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins.
3: I
4: think he's on steroids. <laughs> Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh,
3: I shouldn't have those ratichokes, but eat that poppers. <gasps>